ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Once again, Bread and Circuses Podcast. I am Rooster here with Crow. Hello. How are you doing, Crow? I'm good. That's it. That's all you got. You're good. Fantastic. What what, uh, what am I missing here? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> um, so we got a lot to talk about. We always say that, but guess what? It's true. Uh so Joe Biden has had a uh phone call leaked, and I'm sure he's uh much to his consternation because they were doing that to Trump and now somebody inside has leaked a phone call between him and the Afghani president who uh, scarpered off with 169 scarpered yeah it's a it's a English phrase (laughs) oh sorry that's a new one yeah look it up okay scarpered scarpered off yep (laughs) been listening to a lot of flogging Molly kind of like skittered no, not the same. No? Okay. Uh, anyway, took off with $169 million U.S. dollars, apparently, and uh, is living in United Arab, Arab, United Arab Emirates. Uh, but before he did that, he and Biden had a phone call, and the transcript has been leaked and published by Reuters, saying that uh, Biden was basically telling him, look, we know it's not going well there, but you need to man up and run your country according to Jen Psaki, that's what he was saying. And uh, you need to make it look good, you know. So basically just telling the guy, we know it's shitty, pretend it's good, okay? So he knew how bad it was It was going to get. Yeah. Even though he was promising it's going to be great. I don't think he knew. He, I don't think even he knew how bad it was going to get. Um, but they didn't think the Afghan army was going to hold out for... The reports are coming out now where people are saying, uh, we figured they'd last a couple months at least. Yeah. And now there's also uh, some evidence coming out that the Taliban, they're, they're starting to sound. Taliban. Yeah, sure. Uh, and it was ISIL. Too. Uh, ISIL and Taliban. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they um, that they are the ones who are sounding more reasonable in all this. Apparently, they got a hold of the administration and said, Okay, look, we're going to take the rest of the country. You handle Kabul for right now because there's going to be there's roving gangs running around. And so they offered to not come into Kabul and let the U.S. sort of run it until they were ready to go. And the administration turned them down on that, too. We didn't get half of the interpreters out, the SIVs, special something visas. What? We didn't that? even get our dogs out. Yeah. Well, apparently they're out now. Yeah, but not the not through the government. Right. That was through um, private parties. Yeah, but it sounds like the Taliban's like going, okay, go ahead, take the stuff. I mean. Well, they really are trying to come across as more legit, I think. The, tele- the Taliban. <laughs> the Taliban. Um, I think they're trying, they're trying to come across, you know, they renamed their government now, the United Emirates of something, but yeah, the United Emirates, United Arabic Emirates, Emirates. United Emirates of the uh, murdering the bad guys. There one. we go. <laughs> so here's an article from Red State. Uh, Nick 
Arama, Jen Saki goes into full gaslighting mode on the lead call, but trips over her own words. So he goes, yesterday I reported about a leak call between Joe Biden and Afghanistan former President Ashraf Ghani. Reuters got a transcript, transcript, an audio of the July 23rd call during which Biden allegedly told Ghani that he had to publicly present the perception that the fight against the Taliban was going well, whether it is true or not. And here's the quote from him. I need not tell you the perception around the world and in parts of Afghanistan, I believe, is that things are not going well in terms of the fight against the Taliban. And there's a need, whether it is true or not, there's a need to project a different picture. Now, at the time of the call, the Taliban controlled about half of Afghanistan's district centers. Biden urged Ghani to hold a press conference with other prominent Afghan leaders to outline a new military strategy, which he argued would change perception, and that will change an awful lot, I think, Reuters reported. So remember... This is the same Biden who was telling Americans publicly in July that no, the Taliban wasn't going to take over the country and who later said to us that there was no one who was saying that the Taliban was going to take over. Yet it seems he knew how bad it was behind the scenes and was trying to get Ghani to say something to cover that, um, even if it wasn't true. Um, I I heard something like Ghani used to be a college professor. Like, Sure. The, the U.S. sort of put him in there and said, this will be the new guy. On top of all that, if he was going to reduce troops before, below 2,000 using money from the de- Defense Department, Joe Biden had a legal obligation to brief Congress on the dangers of ISIS, the Taliban, al-Qaeda, and the risk for the expansion of terrorism and the capacity of Afghan security forces. He did reduce troops, but then he waived that mandate to inform Congress, so he wasn't telling them how bad it was. So he's lying to our faces blowing off his legal briefing requirement and trying to get Ghani to basically do what he was doing and say something that wasn't true publicly. Can we say impeachment yet? White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was asked about the leak call, and she did all she could running as far as and as fast as she could from the question. Here's Jen Psaki speaking. Ghani, I just want to put a pin on that report. Was the president in any way pushing a false narrative in that call with the Afghan president? I think it's pretty clear. Again, I'm not going to go into details of a private conversation, but what we saw over the course of the last few months is a, a collapse in leadership. And that was happening even before Ghani left the country. What the president has conveyed repeatedly, privately, and publicly is you need to stand up and lead your country. And that's something he said at a press conference in July in public. Okay, so so it's a lie. So they're not talking about the fact that he told no he told him to lie. Lie. Psh. It is a He told him to stand up and lead his country. That's all he said. It's a uh it's a different point of view on the truth. Oh, I I'm getting so fucking I'm 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 so angry that I can't even sound angry because I've been so angry all day <laughs> that I'm all the all the wind is deflated out of my sails. But I'm really fucking angry. That people voted for this and not and I'm not going to just say voted cheated cheated and voted to get this piece of shit in office and the people that are that are truly anti-American that are backing him and that are pulling his strings to control our country and to not only domestically fuck us up but but overseas fuck us up it's 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 so disheartening and infuriating. That there's people out there that still think that Biden is a better president than Trump could be. See, 
this is where we disagree on on one thing. I don't think there is intent in this to damage the country. I think that's for like the George Soros types types of people. I really believe that most of the people who voted for Biden either just was like, he's not Trump or legitimately thought, well, he'll have to be way better. I I guess I'm not disagreeing on that. I, I with you on that. I think most of the people that even did the cheating for him, like not just the vote, the people that voted for him, but the people that are that just decided we need to cheat to get him in because there are a significant number of people that did that. Um, I think they think they're doing the right thing for the right reasons for the country. I think they, yeah. yeah, but their brain is broken by Trump hatred. Well, I no, see, I don't think it's, bro- I think it's broken by the whole virtue thing. I, I know I keep coming back around to the Jordan Peterson lecture about this, but these people, honest to God, think they are smart and virtuous and therefore cannot be bad. So it's okay to punch a Nazi. It's okay to punch people you disagree with because you know what? They're bad people and you're a good person. You're a good person. You're a smart person. So you can't really have bad ideas. Did you know I'm actually coming around to that mindset though? Like, I think it's okay to fucking punch an abortion provider. Well, I mean, that's a little different, isn't it? I don't know. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I think morally and spiritually and for the country, I think it's an evil thing to be an abortion provider. Um, well, so I, don't I wanna, think I don't want to go so far as to say I agree with that guy who wound up being the Atlanta Olympic bomber. The guy, he, like he shot an abortion doctor right in the guy's house. Yeah. I mean, no. I. But but if you think okay, what if they were, what if all of a sudden it became legal to to murder two year olds, and two year olds and under since they haven't developed personalities yet, they're not really people and autonomous, so you can murder them if you think they're too much of a drain. You're starting to talk like a Democrat here. So, me. But if they if they say that's okay, and you decided if somebody, if, if there's a two-year-old murder clinic, and you go and you go to the person's house that performs those procedures and you murder that person, are you a bad person? You're not. Well, the difference would be that I would know it was wrong to kill somebody. But if I thought, it, it's sort of the same thing you do in war. I mean, it not that I'm not saying I've been to war, but you know, there are plenty of people I think who fought in wars and killed people who that's really weighed heavy on them. That did not feel good. That was, but it was, look, I got to do this, you know? Um, and so I think if you were to, if you were to stop someone from doing something you felt was totally amoral, you know, and I think most of us can agree that murdering two year olds is probably a bad thing. Um, you know, I think that I think that that's OK. But, you know, where we get to is it's with the left, it's well, they say things I don't like, you know. And I think most people on the right aren't thinking it's OK to bomb abortion clinics. But we're but we're we're acting. We're kind of talking like we have a different mindset than the left. We don't. We do. It's just we have different values. No, we do. We do. Because they believe that so they believe they're doing good they they believe what they're doing is providing a good a good for society and a good a, a better good for for everyone it's not just the individual they're thinking of they're thinking of society in general and they think they're doing the right thing and the good thing especially with all the covid stuff and all that but it's it's just another side of this this is the opposite side of the coin i think the fact that the conservatives aren't murdering more abortion providers. Um, isn't that 
we have different moral values. It's it, well it, that we have a different mindset. It's that we have we have different values. Right. I think the difference for me is, you know, even people I don't care for, um, like I want Nancy Pelosi out of office. I just I, want her out of there. I hate her. I can't stand her policies either. I just she bugs the shit out of me. I think she's an evil person. I kind of do too. Um, but that, but they think that about Trump supporters, right? But here's the thing: so if Nancy Pelosi died, and I'm not asking you because I know where you are on this, I wouldn't be like, "Good, she's dead." I wouldn't cheer. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't cheer. I would be like, "I feel bad for her family and everything." Oh fuck no. Yeah, I would. Um, I would be happy that she was out of office, but I wouldn't. I would genuinely feel bad that she matters to somebody oh I, somebody cares about i could her. not bring myself to have any empathy for her family or her knowing how yeah, fucking evil I, she is i could have empathy for her family yeah, no nope. whereas i i remember exactly where i was when i was at a public event when they announced that ronald reagan had died and there were people in the audience who cheered yeah and i just thought i would never cheer that someone was dead i would and i think i think i'm further along than you are in oh, yeah. that path of of thinking that you're a more black and white person yeah and i and, but i'm I, i'm more so than i was like i think if, even if it list, people listen to like this podcast like two years ago i think uh, what were we doing this two years ago yeah i think i've become more like where i go you know i used to be more libertarian in my mindset and i'm i'm getting more like no i'm i'm, I'm getting more authoritarian yeah and i think there needs to be you can't have pure libertarianism because it just won't work. You can't control people that way. You can't not control people is what I guess what I'm getting to. There has to be some controls in place for people right, because but, there's some there's evil people were fallen. But and libertarians not, aren't anarchists either. No, 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 not at all. But I, I'm getting more towards that like minarchist kind of like government has a very, very small um, avenue. And then we've got localities that decide how things are run and they have to like control their shit. So if people decide to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to start teaching people about communism and the virtues of communism. No, you shut that fucking shit down. And if they persist, you fucking, you, you dis, uh, excommunicate them or, you know, exile them or kill them if they, if they persist. See, I'm more along the lines of, you know what? If you people who live over there want to start talking about communism and living that way, you go right ahead. But if it starts infringing on my stuff, I'm going to do something. Yeah, if, if you're trying to indoctrinate my children into thinking that, which is what they're doing in a lot of the schools, that um, this LGBTQ plus stuff is good for them. No, it's, it's, back, it's, actually, it's actually destructive. And if you persist... You're going to get executed. Like, no, like, I'm not saying I'm like vigilante style. I'm saying, like, as a state, we say, hey, this shit is poison. If you're trying to project this poison, and it's just like murder. If you're trying to murder someone's body, you get the de death penalty. If you're trying to murder their soul, you get the death penalty. See, yeah. And I'm further along than you. <laughs> yeah, you're a lot further along than I am. I am very much, uh, I can't ever remember if it's the Federalists or whoever it was who wanted, because uh, I get them all. I get them all mixed up uh, from the founding, but I'm one of the ones who's like, the power needs to lie with the states. You know, federal government's gotten way too powerful, and, uh, you know, they're supposed to raise an army and uh, do things like the interstate highway system that, you know, it, but I'm even on that. I'm even like, states have to maintain their part. Yeah. 
if you don't if you don't maintain your highways and people don't travel through your state, that's your problem. You know, um, so I really I really want if people want to live a certain way in a certain area and most of the people there agree with it, fine. But that doesn't mean that California gets to dictate to someone in Florida how they're supposed to live and vice versa. Yeah. So um, and that's more libertarian. I think what sometimes people refer to libertarian as is like, well, there's no rules. No, that's anarchy. You know, libertarianism understands that there is a role for government, you know. So, um, but anyway, back to this whole thing with Joe Biden and this call. I mean, he, this guy is doing way more to be impeached than Trump ever did. Well, and and talk about how bad the media went against Trump's kids whenever they did anything. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, just like, like uh, I can't remember if it was... Um, Trump or uh, Don Jr. or which 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 son it was, but they had the meet. Was it Don Jr. that had the meeting with the Russian trying to uh, dig up uh, uh, dig up dirt on Hillary? Yeah, the Russian said she had some information, and they had a meeting with her with this person, and they re- decided this person isn't reputable, and they're done. They're but they good. were like, he wanted to find dirt. Okay. So. Yeah. Yes, Hillary, absolutely. Hillary Clinton created but a bunch of dirt. The stink they made out of that and how they yeah. thought it was just beyond, beyond reproach what he just did. But we've got Hunter Biden. Not only did he lose one laptop that they we couldn't talk about because, they, you know, we didn't know if that was true or not. So we can't report him. But now we found it's true. It turns out there's three laptops floating out there with his shit on it. And he's admitted to this on video talking to prostitutes saying, you know, they got my laptop, and uh, yeah, it's Russians, and there's some shit on there. But, uh, <laughs> oh, boy. But Deep no, fakes. Yeah, but nobody will talk about that. No, they won't. You know, it's it's uh, bad for you to attack him for his addictions. Uh, fuck you guys. <laughs> if you're weak, if you're morally weak, and, you, and you've got addictions that fuck over your family and fuck oh, yeah. over your country, you're a bad person. I don't care if your weaknesses are something you think you can't control. You're a bad fucking person. I thought you were already mad. I'm not fucking. Sound mad. I can't believe how worked up I am right now. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was out of my system. And usually it is by the time we record, but I'm fucking worked up today. Nah, we can get it out of you. All right. So, but, but really this whole, like saying you can't, you know, it's just an addiction. You can't blame the person. Fuck you. Everything, everything you're trying to make excuses. That's on gaslighting, left, isn't it? They're tr- <laughs> you're trying to make excuses for everything now on the left. And no, there's no excuses. There's personal responsibility at some point th- at, at most points. I think saying you can't attack him for his addictions is gaslighting. I think it is, isn't it? No. I don't, what? <laughs> Like, I don't even know what that word means. Gaslighting so. is trying to make you think that you what you understood to be true was never true. Yeah, okay. I still don't know what okay. it means. Anyway, <laughs> I just know that uh, people use it all the time now. It's like that. But Hunter Biden is it's it's like a liability. It's like 10 years ago when people would always say existential all the time. You're like, that's uh, not what existential means. Yeah. Uh, so. Hunter Biden is a legitimate security issue that nobody on the left seems to care about. How much long? How long after Joe Biden passes away is Hunter Biden gonna die? It's gonna be pretty quick. He's gonna be Epstein. Yeah, <laughs> he'll get Epstein in a heartbeat. Yeah, it'll be autoerotic asphyxiation for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, it, just the idea that they tried to impeach Trump over that phone call with the Ukrainian collusion—they yeah. called it right. 
Yeah, all that. There, that has nothing. Where, where he repeatedly said, "I don't no quid pro quo here. I don't want anything from this. Just he was basically find this out is, about it. This is what we need to understand. I want to I want to find out about whatever's going on, and I don't want you know. There's no back scratching going on. No, he actually said the term. No, there's no quid pro quo here. But but even if there was, even if he said that with a nudge nudge wink wink kind yeah. of thing, who cares? That that stuff happens in politics all the time. Yeah, for them to call that out and say that was. You know, oh, the, you know, how dare he be so unscrupulous? This guy is telling, Joe Biden, is telling the president of a country to lie to his people about how bad this is and lie to the American public, and it got people killed. And and you people on the right, even, that keep saying, yeah, he's, 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 everybody can see that he's mentally declined at this point. And I feel sorry for the guy. Don't fucking feel sorry for him. He's a piece of shit. He's always been a piece of shit. And the fact that he's got cognitive decline just means that not only is he a piece of shit, but his wife and everybody surrounding him that knows this is going on and see pushing him out there, they're pieces of shit too. Everybody in this situation is a piece of shit. But that's not news to anybody. Yeah, but the right keeps going, yeah, I feel sorry for the guy. No, don't feel sorry for him. He's a fucking absolute piece of shit. He's always been a liar. He's always been craven. He's always been a part of the corrupt part of politics. Look, I bet you that his IQ is higher than your IQ. Oh, fuck you. Absolutely he graduated, not. He graduated in the top of his Oh, that's uh, what he says, yeah. I know. That whole thing, he tells- He's a fucking liar. He tells He's five a plagiarist. Li- he tells five lies in 15 seconds. Uh, and, and he used to be able to get away with it. He's from that school before before the um, advent internet. of the internet where you could get away with that shit. Yeah. But you can't now. Yeah, exactly. But they still have a very big lead on the right and conservatives because the media, you know, mainstream media, there's a lot of low information voters out there. And I think, isn't that a leftist term? Didn't they come up with that term? I think, no, I think that was a, I think it was a Rush Limbaugh one. All right, good. But there's a lot of them out there that will just take the headline. will just take what the, what the mainstream media tells them, you know, in the soundbite. And that that's their reality. It's yeah. their truth. Let's face it, though. There's a bunch of low information voters on the right, too. Oh, yeah. Let's let's not get into the fucking QAnon fucktards. Yeah. And here's the thing. I was on board with a little bit of the QAnon stuff when it was happening. I'm like, OK, I get I get some of this stuff. And I think some of this might be true. Trust the plan. Yeah. But as soon as I heard that, trust the plan. Trust the plan. And then I go, this is bullshit. This is a psyop. This is this is this is probably the left fucking with the right. The white hats have it. Yeah. The plan. And but but there's part of the part of the the Q stuff that makes you go, OK, yeah, they're they, they're in the know. The Pizzagate is an example of QAnon stuff where there's a there's a conspiracy of pedophiles in the government that are that are that are high that are elites that are Satanists that love diddling kids. And and they have the, all these codes and stuff. And half of it is probably true. So that's what gaslighting is. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Uh, the Q stuff is is the the right being manipulated. Yeah, Q is just saying, "Hey, it's a low information voters on the right." Yep, there. And you are so if you're if you support Q and listen to me, I'm not saying you're stupid for for falling into the Q trap. You're not stupid. You're engaged. You're an engaged person. Stupid for not getting out. Yeah, once you realize what's happening, you have to realize that you have to get out of this, this bullshit. It's like uh, someone trying to sell you a timeshare. 
I mean, an hour-long presentation for free tickets to a show didn't sound like a bad idea. But after you've been there for three hours, it's time to fucking Yeah, leave. you've been there for three hours and you go, I just want my fucking Nintendo. You promised me a Nintendo. <laughs> I'm just, for I'm leaving. And, you know? and you're getting, I mean, they're like, wait, wait, we, we got our, I didn't realize this many people weren't going to pay attention to what I'm saying. Let's get our manager in here and just give us 15 more minutes. And you go, fuck off. You said it was going to be two hours. It's been four Give me my fucking Nintendo. <laughs> and you know? At that point, you're just like, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So same with you people that are cute. Um, I get it. You're not a dummy for having kind of getting sucked into it because, you know, you're going, oh, some of this might, this, some of this sounds good. And then, but at this point, you have to realize it was a psyop from the left to say, sit on your hands, let us fuck you over. And, and, uh, and, and when, when shit gets really bad, you're going to go, no, at the last minute, Deus, Deus Ex Machina will come from the sky and save us. You always use these crazy Latin phrases. Well, I have to try to pretend I'm smart. <laughs> That's God from above, by the way. Okay. I and didn't it's even it's know a, a literary reference where if a writer is writing a story and they can't figure out how to end it. You know, like it's got a lot elaborate plot and there's a lot of these moving parts and, and it seems like the um, the good guys can't figure out how to beat the bad guys. You have God from above just comes out and saves you. That's Deus Ex, Deus ex Machina. Um, and that's what people on Q believe. They believe that, you know, last minute, just the last minute, you know, Trump's going to be reinstated as president and everything's going to be great. All the pedophiles can be in prison. Hillary's going to be hanged. And it's going to be awesome. Just sit on your hands. Don't cause a stink. Because if you cause a stink, you'll you're going to fuck the, the plan up. Yeah. No Nintendo for Are you. Are you retarded? <laughs> I don't know if I'd do it for a Nintendo. Wow, I'm worked up. You are. Why am I so worked up today? You're like that all the time. Is that my whiskey? <laughs> you're the angry white guy. Well, you know, then Gutfeld's I'm... always got uh, Tom Shalhoub playing the angry white guy. Yeah, I love Tom Shalhoub, by the way. He's, yeah. he's great. Oh, um, let's talk about... I. We weren't going to talk about this, but let's talk about Ashley Babbitt really quick. Okay. Did we talk about this last time? I don't think so. Um, we all know, well, people that listen to this podcast know that Ashley Babbitt was murdered. Yeah. In the Capitol. She was the only death at the Capitol. And there was a... Uh, not the only death, the only person who was killed. The only murderer at the Capitol, yeah. Um, there and, were people who died of like heart attacks and strokes. Yeah, and the, stuff like the that. Capitol police officer that shot her was protected. By the media and yep. by the Democrats and by whatever. Um, Until he decided to, on his own, yeah. go talk. And we to all kind of knew who did it. I mean, it was it got out there, um, but but officially nobody would say who did it. Finally, he but he decided he was going to come out. It was a a black uh, um, um, Capitol police officer, and he came out to Lester Holt and said, "Hey, I did this, and here's the reason I did it because I'm a fucking hero." Yeah, I saved lives. Yeah, I say I really truly believe I saved lives. And he goes, "Well, she was unarmed. That doesn't matter. Either here, nor, that was neither here nor there." She but he was, was saying stuff like, "He goes, oh, it was well within use of force or whatever." I, he was just—you could tell listening to him talk. One that he's not very smart, of course. And two, can we he, say diversity higher? Uh, maybe. I, regardless of whatever he was, he's not very smart. I mean, he's. Uh, but he was using the use of force stuff like a talking point. Like somebody said, yeah. hey, just say use of force, you know? And and, and I saved lives. I really truly believe I saved lives that day. No, he doesn't truly believe. He knows. He knows he saved lives that he day. He saved lives. Yeah. Um, and nobody else was killed that day? Yeah. 
And it, because of you, that situation, you you saved lives that day. But you know, you I've, piece of shit. I've had friends say, um, "Well, just imagine if it was a white police officer shooting a black unarmed woman." And you know what? People on the right, you got to stop doing that. You got to stop saying, "Well, what, imagine if this is Trump." Nobody cares. We well, we know we it. We know yeah. it. Right? The left doesn't give a shit. Yeah. You can point to their hypocrisy. You can say it, it's right o- there, and they go, "No, yeah, it's yeah no, it's it's okay. It's okay to point that out, but don't think that you're making an indent in the thought processes of the left when you say that." No, I'm going farther than that. I'm saying, don't even point it out because it oh. doesn't fucking matter at this point. I, we we know it's hypocrisy. Anybody can see it. And by saying it's hypocrisy, and look, this you, is you don't think there's me. people out there on, on in like just the middle that don't really pay a lot to the low information voters, quote unquote, that they need to hear that kind of. Nope. I, I still I think they do. I don't think so. I think the amount of people in the entire country of 325 million people that you can affect with that is maybe three dozen. Okay. You know? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to argue that. I. Th- I think, look, anybody who's paid attention to the news at all, okay, knows that if a black guy shoots a, if a black cop shoots a white woman, they automatically know it no looks thing. different. Yeah. They, no, they automatically know it looks different. If you point that out to someone who pays no attention to politics or whatever, just some Joe off the street and you say, hey, you know about this shooting on January 6th? And they go, no, what? Yeah, this black guy shoots this white woman. They probably would have been like, really? They would be like, I wonder what would happen if that was the other way around. You don't have to point that out to anyone. We already know. If you're not paying attention and you know that um, there was a black cop in Minneapolis that shot an unarmed white woman and nobody remembers it on the left. Yeah, she was uh, she was reporting a a sexual assault. Uh, The police car showed up. She pounded on the police car door unarmed in her pajamas. And this guy shot her through the window past his past his partner and killed her in an enclosed car. Uh, And and, I mean, Mohammed Noor. Yeah. Was that and he got he got um, prosecuted and or prosecution and he got um some sort of sentence for that. Yeah. It wasn't much, but, um, but you're not hearing about that anymore. It wasn't, there was no riots in the street. There was no like making, um, Justine Damon Damon. There was no like Justine Damon law that came up into effect and all that kind of stuff. So, so fuck you. There is a double standard and it's disgusting. And it's this anti-white rhetoric that's going on right now that keeps like, it just keeps going on over and over and over again, just because there's not enough of, of uh, discord and and uh, and division in reality that they have to they have to amp it up and make it happen. So, well, here's my point: calling the left hypocrites at this point is like calling the right racists. Calling water wet. Well, no. If you call <laughs> someone on the if someone on the left calls you a racist, you're just like shut up. You know, you know the argument they're making. The difference is you're not one. Yeah. You know. But the, but the art, but the word they use. I mean, we can say to them all the time, hypocrites. They just go, whatever. But you know what they think? They don't mind being hypocrites because they believe they're doing it for the greater good. They don't even. Th- I think they honestly don't think they're hypocrites. I think they understand the term and what it is and how it looks, but they don't care because it's for a greater good. No, I think they 
that I think they think you don't understand what hypocrite means. Really? Yeah. Well, that's about that's part of what the left because is. They did they redefine what words and phrases mean. Right, because they'll be like, "Well, it's not like some black cop pulled her over and yanked her out of her car and shot her." They'll be like, "She was she was an insurrectionist. She was at the Capitol." And then they launch into this whole All 5 foot 2 of her unarmed. They launch into this whole thing about how she should have never been there and she was trying to overthrow the government. So she got what she had to do. The FBI didn't seem to think that it was an overthrow of the government. Yeah, that's not much of a story anymore, is it? And they pointed out the FBI is like, eh, we can't really find anything that leads us to believe it happened. So we're still, we're, are we on a tangent again? Yeah, what the hell? Whole podcast. We've been going tangent. all kinds of pissy tangents. It should be called bread and tangents. Bread and tangents, and Crow was pissed off today. Because <laughs> he is, damn it. Fuck. Uh, um, Let's talk a little bit. About, yeah, we have to get the. So, Joe, that was all about Joe Biden's phone call that we got yeah. into all kinds of shit on. <laughs> Tell you what, before we do that, let's do uh, some would you rather questions. Okay. Would you rather be burned by a curling iron or boiling water? Curling iron. It's a stupid question. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Why? Why do you think it's stupid? Who fucking cares? Have you ever uh, been burned by boiling water? Uh, I used to work in kitchens many times. And have you been burned by like something that's just hot to the touch, like a metal piece of metal? Uh, as I said, I worked in kitchens. Okay. I think the pain of boiling water is worse than the, the touching uh, a boiling. Uh, you know I used to insulate you know pipes. Worse than boiling water, hmm. steam. Well, I used to work on steam pipes, like hot pipes that uh, and insulate them. So you like wrap insulation around these like super hot steam pipes. Yeah. And every once in a while, there'd be like all these crisscrossing pipes, and some of them are cold water, some of them are hot water, and you're putting insulation on them, and your arm would touch a hot one, and you just pssst, and you just burn the fuck out of yourself. Mm-hmm. It hurts. But I think touching boiling water is way, way more, um, it hurts a lot worse. And it, well, what's hotter, steam or boiling water? I don't know. Steam. Yeah. Well, the the pipe itself would cause like immediately burn. But the the water, for some reason, that, that pain is one of those like getting hit in the nuts where it, like you're like, did I just, oh yeah, <laughs> I just fucking, <laughs> I think that boiling water does the same thing. Okay. This is, yeah, nobody cares anymore. Um, this is a terrible question, but I'll still read it because I'm not you. Would you rather your eyebrows or arm hair come to life and dance every full moon? That is a dumb question. It's dumb. Uh, I'd rather have my arm hair dance because you can hide it with a fucking shirt. Who cares? Or jacket. Uh, would you rather always maintain your control or maintain order? See, that's a good question. You're talking about personal or... Would you rather have, so would you rather be able to not freak out in any situation or just make sure there was never a situation? I'd rather not freak out. Yeah, me too. You know why? Because I'm not an authoritarian. There we go. That's that's what, yeah, you'd find out who the authoritarian is by asking that question. Would you rather seek the truth or pursue your dreams? One or the other. What if my dream is to know the truth? To to, to seek the truth, yeah. (laughs) I, I, I guess I don't have a good answer for that one. I, I don't know. It's like too yeah. touchy-feely. Would you rather have a <laughs> hammer toes or club thumbs? Hammer toes. Yeah. I don't know. All right. One more. Would you rather... Oh, this is basic. Would you rather dye your hair or shave in a public restroom? Nah. Do, do another one. Yeah. Uh, would you rather people be less obsessed with money or sex? Oh, that's a good question. Like society as a whole? Yeah. 
would it would you rather have society be less sex obsessed or i think I th- i'd rather have them be less sex obsessed i 100 percent agree with you yeah i think pornography is really a big problem in our society right now in our culture and it's caused a lot of issues with and stop watching it all the time well every man does it <laughs> and we all realize it's not good for us right we do it's not good for like you can turn it off now dude and <laughs> yeah i've got a window open right now on my computer as i'm just one slow down <laughs> multiple but the problem we we men men understand that porn porn is not good for society it's not good for our kids it's not good and and the it, it's more it's more and more um accessible to younger and younger kids as the years go by and you you know it's bad for society and it's bad for relationships and it's bad for you know your sexual health. It's it's just bad, and um, the obsession with money that's just that's human nature too. But well, when it comes to the porn thing, I'll say the same thing. I it say can be directed. Just about the obsession for money can be directed in the correct way. The obsession an obsession with sex cannot be. You can't be obsessed with sex and have that geared towards some way to like make society prosperous. But you can make an obsession with money you can you can have that prosperous for 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 society well you know when it comes to the porn thing i think it's like everything else a little bit of something is really harmful you know but yeah when like you're saying kids can get it you get an iphone you can you can have access to this stuff all the time and it's just that's not good but i as far as the money or sex thing i'd say it's better if people are less obsessed with sex because Go back and watch the Wall Street movie. Listen to the Gordon Gecko "Greed Is Good" speech. Listen to it and what he's saying. I I don't think an obsession with money is healthy, but having a drive to create it and have more of it. Uh, capitalism has fixed more evils in this world than yeah, and anything ta- else. And it takes new account people's yes. um, people's need to the to, to. If you um, are obsessed with sex, yeah. nobody else will benefit. If you're obsessed with money. Millions of people could benefit. Right. Yeah. And so the problem with um, porn addiction or, or like nowadays people don't even realize, men don't realize that they're actually addicted to porn. And I was watching some YouTube videos. Hey, look, I can quit anytime I want. Yeah. About it. And they're saying you don't even realize what's happening. Um, and like, especially for younger people, like the older people, you know, over 40 that didn't grow up with easy access to porn, they still have kind of a, they can have a healthy relationship. But the younger people, they're so, um, it's like a Pavlovian response now. So when they watch porn, and it's all free porn, and it's all clips. So it's all these ten all what? clips. Oh, so okay. it's all from 30 to 60 second clips mm-hmm. of, of, of the certain acts of sex. And what happens is, is they scroll through maybe, um, 10 to 50 um, clips while they're while they're watching the porn and they're getting getting off on it right mm-hmm. so they they don't just watch a like one video of of, of a porn of, a, of like when we were younger we get a, a, a porn video or we get a magazine and we look at it and, and we, the video took like three days to download yeah but well, we wouldn't. We'd get tapes. We get tapes. I, I'm, I'm old enough to remember videotapes of VHS tapes of porn. But you'd put the porn in. You press play, and you'd watch it, and you'd go through, and you'd, you'd, uh, you'd get all excited, and then you wouldn't be so excited anymore because you'd be ready to go to sleep, <laughs> right? After, after about forty-five minutes or so. Okay. Nowadays, when, when younger people or even 
guys our age watch porn, you're watching a clip that like, wow, that's exciting. And you get 10 seconds of it. And then you go to the next one, it's 30 seconds. And you go, oh, that was exciting. It's always more. More and more and more. And what happens is when you get into a real sexual situation or a relationship with somebody and you, and you get intimate with them, your mind is set up to do these 10 second clips. So you're, you're not happy. You're not content with just having, you're having sex. Wow. That's amazing. Like when we were younger, um, people over 40 and we're like, I'm having sex. This is amazing. I love it. You're thinking, ah, this position's it's getting old. It's 10 seconds. We need to do another position. We yeah. need, and, and this position is something I've seen a hundred times. I need something a little bit more freaky deaky. Yeah. So and, things get weirder. And, and, and you have to have this constant like switch. And all of a sudden these guys are like, not, not only are they having sex in the moment, they're in their mind. They're thinking about different, different videos they've watched in order to get, so it's like, it's really screwing up sexuality. Well, and who is it? Someone was saying it, it might've even been Bill Maher. He was saying, you know, problem is kids watch so much of it now that they, when they become sexually active, they think they know what they're doing. And he goes, guys, girls don't like what they're what <laughs> they don't like you doing to them what yeah. you're seeing in porn. Yeah. You know? So, so, well, that was another tangent. Yeah. Uh, well, let's uh, talk about Joe Rogan getting COVID. Yeah. So I don't know if Joe was a, I hate to say anti-vaxxer because, you know, that's the thing you get all the time. Um, but uh, he uh, he recently found out that he had COVID. He did the whole, he said he threw everything at it. So he did the vitamin drips and, the, um, you know, the Z-Pack and they just did everything. But one of the things he did was what's the... What's the horse dewormer now? Ivermectin. Ivermectin. Yeah. He said, yep, Ivermectin. And and so the left is blowing up on him going, oh, my God. How There's nothing wrong with taking Ivermectin, by the way. I I don't know if it works. I don't know if it doesn't work. People go, well, it, it's used to deworm horses. It doesn't fucking hurt you. That's the thing. There's lots of things that are used for lots of different stuff. Yeah. There's off-brand off usage of drugs all the time. And as, as long as it doesn't hurt you, go ahead. It can't. It's it's and it's actually there's there's proof here that I've seen that it actually helps depending on how how soon you do it into the you know the, well and what's the the cycle of uh, the COVID what's the stuff the that Wolf they were flu. given what was the um, stuff they were given Trump shit about the hydrochloroquine or whatever mm-hmm. yep. turns out that if you use that at the right time it does help well even Fauci admitted that after all this bullshit after all this bullshit so so here's the here's an uh, from. Uh, NBC News, Joe Rogan says he has COVID, took widely discredited drug during uh, drug ivermectin. Among widely, many, many other things. Widely discredited. I it's know. not widely discredited. And your, your fucking expert is no better than my fucking expert. My expert has the exact same degrees your fucking expert I don't has. Know. I've, I've met your expert. He's, <laughs> he's a little shady. He's Russian. Yeah. Um, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration last month urged people to stop believing misinformation claiming the livestock treatment would help cure COVID-19. And here's how they fucking gaslight you. We're not trying to say that it's going to cure COVID-19. Right. It helps uh, helps with the symptoms of what's it. The, what's the word they... Remediate? No. Um, I know the word. Yeah. Oh, what's the word? Yeah. I, I, you're on the same page, but it helps with the symptoms. Yeah. It helps keep it from getting to the point where you're, they're going to put you on a fucking ventilator, not, which if it's they, not a therapeutic, and if they else. ask you 
If they say, sign this thing saying we can put you on a fucking uh, ventilator, say, fuck you very much. No ventilators. Thank you. Well, again, this is what... So here's my thing. On, They've proven that pushing air into your lungs isn't going to help. It's it's how you absorb the air. Well, pushing the air in does, but if they do it too forcefully, you it, die. It, 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 it closes off the receptors. And the, for, the funny thing about this was I remember in the very early stages of, of COVID when they were putting these people on respirators, they're like their, their oxygen shouldn't be below 90. And they're like, there's people here with like oxygens of 65 that are talking to us. They're like, they should be dead. Yeah. So they go, oh, my God, we need to rush that fucking shit in hardcore. And it killed them. Yeah. And, but they uh, won't admit it. They still won't fucking admit that that was a problem. No, but they'll the do left it. left won't. They'll do it by saying, well, we learned some stuff. You know, we know more now. Uh, you know more because you killed some people. Well, I just watched a video where uh, a podcaster, a woman, said her husband got it. He went into the doctor. Um, and the first thing they did was try to shove a mask on his face, like just a paper mask, saying, you can't be in here without a fucking mask. She goes, he's having trouble breathing. Why are you covering up his mouth, you piece of shit, nurse ratchet? Um, and then right off the bat, they're like, well, we need to uh, get a, a waiver saying that we can do the uh, we can do the uh, ventilators. And he's like, she's like, no, they're, they look at her like she's retarded. Like, no, you have to you have to allow for us to know. She's like, you don't need ventilators. Um, at this point, we know ventilators are bad for people with this yeah. disease or with this with this uh, thing. So it's like it's like uh, you think the doctors know, you think the nurses know what they're doing. No, y- you have to be informed on your own health too. You have to, and and she says if you push them to say, I want an intravenous venous drip of ivermectin and hyd- hy- uh, hydrochloroquine, and they'll go, well, that's not CDC recommendations. I don't fucking care. Right. Well, um, coincidentally, Joe Rogan had uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick on again about a week ago, um, and I should put this clip up. Um, but if you get a chance, search for uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick on vaccine. Uh, misinformation and it's just a 15 minute clip and it comes in where she says well i kind of want to talk about the vaccine misinformation too and he's like okay go ahead and she's like it's a very interesting clip because she's saying there's like eight things about the vaccine misinformation that bug me and he goes okay like what and she's like that it's not safe and blah 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 and there's about three things in there you go uh wait a second there's some information to contradict what you're saying and joe wasn't he didn't go easy on her. Um, she basically said, look, yeah, people die from vaccines, but people die from every vaccine. And so, you know, it's uh, it's just a risk you take. And Joe goes, well, but you maybe you'd feel differently if someone you knew died from a vaccine. Because he goes, I know two people, you know, or two people who got sick or whatever. And he goes, and now there's myocarditis and people and she's like yeah but that's treatable and he's like in most cases she's like well yeah in most cases and he's he's basically saying you're being kind of you're cavalier yeah he's like you're being and a lot of heart damage is irreversible yeah so my my thing on the vaccines is look i don't i don't want covid i don't want to get it and uh i but i still haven't been vaccinated because there is a chance i'll get covid and if that happens, it could turn out badly for me. I don't think it will, given all the information and everything. I don't have comorbidities. Now, if you get the vaccine, most likely 
nothing bad's going to happen to you, but it could. The difference in those two equations is in the, in the second case, you actually get it. It's not like, I mean, if they said to me, you can get a vaccine or you're getting COVID one or the other, you know, we're injecting you with COVID or we're injecting you with the vaccine. I'd be like, I'll take the vaccine. I'll take the COVID. But basically you've got a chance of something happened to you if by chance you get it versus a chance of something happening to you when you get it. But why wouldn't you take the COVID? At your point, you, you said you're, you don't have comorbidities and you've heard all the cases of most people that get it at this point, at this stage, it's no worse than any other flu or cold. Because I think the likelihood of getting something from the vaccine is pretty slim. The likely, likelihood of getting anything from COVID is pretty slim too. I know, but on top of that, I also don't have to... COVID is like two random chances. You have to get it and you have to get, it has to affect you adversely. If you tell me, nope, you're going to have it, right? You're going to have, even if you don't have a bad case of COVID, you're going to be down for a week or so, you know? And I know people, most likely, I know people who've had it and said, I barely no, worse knew it. Than cold, yeah. I know people who've had it and said, God, I never want to get that again. I don't know anyone who's had it and had to be hospitalized, and I don't know anyone who's had it and died. I know of people who've had it and died. Um, but I just look at it like going, if I had to go through what the people I know who had sort of a moderate or bad case of it went through, I'll just I'll just take the vaccine. Yeah, and I'm different because I think if I take the vaccine and I want to, and if I get myocarditis, um, which which you might get permanent heart, and I know people say, well, it's such a it's insignificant the yeah, amount but, of people that get that, and you could get permanent damage from COVID yep, too. You could. Um, I've been I'm unvaccinated, and I've and I'm not going to get vaccinated. I'm unvaccinated. I've been around medical uh, facilities almost daily since this started. Now, I had early on, I had a, a, like a, a flu or a cold symptoms where I had like a, a persistent cough for like a week or two. Might have been COVID. I don't know because I've had the same symptoms before, honestly. I've had the same like cough for a couple weeks before, like multiple times. So I don't know if it was COVID. I don't think it was. I didn't lose my sense of taste and all that, which I don't have a very good sense of taste to begin with. But um, well, I've seen the way you dress. But I'm, I, I'm around, I'm my industry that I'm in right now, I'm around medical facilities daily. And you call that an industry? Yeah. And <laughs> that's, that's just a weird hobby you've got. So if I haven't gotten at this point, legit, the, the chances of me getting it are slim. They, they're, they're, they're very slim. If I haven't gotten it up to this point. Now, if I have got it, my immunity is probably very good compared to what they're saying. The virus, the, the, the vaccine will give you because Israel has a like 90% fucking 90 or 95% um, compliance for people getting the, uh, the, uh, the shots. No, 95% of compliance for people with high risk. So they're talking like over 80. And okay. Stuff like that. But they're way above what we Absolutely. were talking about here, yeah. talking about having when Fauci said, when we get up to 70%, we're good. We're above 70%, by, by the way, there's 75 to 80% people that have gotten the vaccine in America at this point. That's what they're I mean, uh, above, above, about 14. Uh, 14 years yeah. old. Sorry. But, 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 because it's, it's about a hundred. But that's what they were talking about when they were talking about um, um, the amount, the percentage of people. They were yeah. talking about people under 14. It's, it's, uh, and I don't know the demographics on this, but there's roughly a hundred and, or 325 to 330 million people in the country. Um, 
I don't know what percentage is under 14, so non-vaccination age. But there's 170 to 175 million people who have who have this sh- w- at least one dose. Yeah. And at that point, that's 50% right there. So here's the argument most people tell me about not getting the vaccine. They go, well, you don't want the vaccine. Why? And they go, because first of all, I don't think I need it. Second of all, there are there are side effects associated with it that I don't think I need. And and three, not only side effects, but there are people that have that have died and gotten serious side effects from the vaccine. They go, yeah, but there's huge serious size side effects from the from the COVID. from COVID. And I go, okay, but percentage wise, it's not that much, right? And I, they go, well, percentage wise, the vaccine is not that much. And I go, it's 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 six dozen of one or or or, or uh, a half a dozen of one or twelve of the uh, six of the other. Yeah, it doesn't. It's up to you to decide as a as a person to decide for yourself. Don't fucking let tell the government to tell you. Right, but for me, it comes down. Let's say the um, let's say the likelihood from getting bad side effects from COVID is twice as likely as the vaccine. Okay. It still doesn't matter to me. And then people would say, well, that's where I'm getting. Yeah. If your chance of getting, and I know they're not this high, but if your chance of getting yeah. uh, side effects from a vaccine is, uh, well, to use Dr. Rhonda Patrick's, it's like 50 per million. Okay. Let's say that uh, uh, COVID, if you got COVID, is a thousand per million that you'll have bad side effects. My point is, in not getting the vaccine, my point is, in getting the vaccine, you are immediately in that million. Whereas, if you're talking COVID, you have to catch it to be in. Yeah, that there's million. there's there's two stages of that. There's, there's the catching it, and then once you catch it, um, what are the like likeliness of getting the severe reactions to it? And it looks like the severe reactions are minor for people that don't don't have comorbidities, which means being like really old, having diabetes, or being overweight. So I'm none of those. So fuck off. And yeah. and and I, I just don't understand the mindset of of people that are like, well, you're killing grandma, or you're making it. Uh, you this is this is a pandemic now of the unvaccinated. So, so fucking what? But it's not. It's you're having now. If you're talking about people who are hospitalized. Yes. Yeah, that's what they're saying. They're saying hospitalizations are way up, and they're all unvaccinated. But if you look at the percentage of of uh, hosp- of ICU beds, they always say, oh, ICU beds in town are full. Well, the questions they're not asking are, how many are there? Yeah, how many ICU beds yeah. are there normally? How many are normally full? And how many are full with COVID patients right yep. now? And those questions don't get asked. And who, how, how many of these people that are in ICU for other unrelated issues that just so happen to be tested positive for COVID that really didn't have anything to do with them being in ICU? Fuck off. Well, what's disturbing me now is, um, and the Babylon Bee had a great uh, parody of this, is now there's doctors saying they don't want to treat people who aren't vaccinated. To me, that seems to be a violation of the Hippocratic Yeah, absolutely it is. But the Babylon Bee said something. They had one about uh, uh, doctors aren't going to treat people from car accidents who aren't wearing seatbelts. There we go. And they're going, these car accidents are epidemics. We see this all the time, blah, blah, blah. Or sexually transmitted diseases if you're in the porn industry. Yeah, I mean- it, well, there was that. Did you see the New York? In New York, there were seventy-five doctors that walked out, supposedly walked out in in uh, in uh, protest for all the unvaccinated people that were fucking fire them. Well, here's the thing. Now they realize that's against their Hippocratic oath. You know, now they're now they're gaslighting. 
Now they're saying, no, we didn't, we weren't walking out in protest. We were, this was, this was a, a preset kind of thing, just a press conference. It was a press conference that preset, we weren't walking out of our duties because they realized that, yeah, I'm a piece of shit if I do this. Look, if, if you worked for me, if I had a restaurant or something, you said, I'm not going to serve people who aren't, who aren't vaccinated. I'd be like, you're fucking fired. Okay. Yep, straight up. You know? Or if you said, I'm only going to serve people who are, or who aren't vaccinated, I'd be like, you're fucking fired. We're, we're catering to people with, with mental conditions. There, there are people out there that are hypochondriacs and you're pushing people that were on the verge of being hypochondriacs into actual hypochondriacs. And we're, we're catering to them where they go, well, I'm vaccinated and I'm masked, but that person could still get me sick. Well then fucking kill yourself. Because life isn't worth living right now the way you are, you piece of miserable piece of shit. Yeah, I'm. It, there are sort of related to this. I just saw an article that said talking about the unemployment rate and people bailing on jobs, and it said seventy five percent of the people who've left the service industry, hotels and restaurants and stuff like that, say they're looking for something different. They just don't want to do it anymore. Do you know why they don't want to do it anymore? Probably all the COVID bullshit. No, because customers are fucking assholes. Oh. They just are. I mean, yeah, that's true. You see that there's Starbucks baristas now that are coming out. I thought this was a parody at first, but it's not. There's Starbucks baristas coming out just going, stop with the fucking complicated orders. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, your soy triple half calf venti sort of. My half calf bullshit macchiata, whatever. Shut up. And there are so many people now who want to be catered to. And it's stuff like, you know, in the hotel or restaurant industry, it's having TripAdvisor on there. Everybody, you know, it's the social media aspect of, I'm upset and I want people to know, shut up. Customers always right. Yeah. No, they're not. No. You know what? Sometimes the customer is flat out wrong. Now, it's good in the customer service injury series to make them believe they're right a lot of the time. But this is, it is stupid the amount of catering people want done to them. The first I ever saw it, I remember a woman talking about, and this isn't a customer thing, but she was talking about uh, gun control. She does not want guns, period. Nobody should have them. And she goes, if I'm going over to someone's house and they have guns in their house, they need to tell me. Fuck you. Fuck you very much. You know? So I got an uh, anecdote here. I, I went to a small burger joint that I, I loved. They were about ready to close down, I think. And the before uh, before the COVID uh, woo flu happened, uh, we're not going to get into me calling it COVID. I don't want to call it COVID anymore. But woo flu happened. They 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 weren't the Racist. yeah they weren't the greatest. They were a, a dive, but they had great burgers. Um, but woo flu happened, and they closed down, and they were thinking about just shutting shutting for for good. Wait, real quick, I just want to say you calling it the woo flu is why a lot of black people are beating up Asian people. Okay, it's your fault. Okay, have at it. <laughs> um, so anyway, some business, some company went in and bought the got some business uh, that does restaurants bought the restaurant and they had some of their people that worked for them go manage it, right? Mm-hmm. So they're open now. And I went there and they have great burgers, great burgers. I love the place. And they they continued to make the same burgers in the same way. So it's, it's still worth going there. But I was sitting there and having a burger the other day and Somebody started talking about you know the COVID and and uh, and how you they mean were the woo flu, the woo flu. Thank you, and and how you know I'm, he's glad they're open and and how he's been you know this place has been there for fifty years or whatever. And I go yeah I've been coming here for like thirty years, 
oh, thank you for, for that. And I go, it's kind of funny. I'm glad you guys are open. I'm glad you guys are still, still, you know, still making a go of it. But I was just in Rochester and I stopped at Panera um, to grab a to grab a a, a tea and a, and a flatbread or something. And they had a sign on the door saying they were closed. And uh, you know, till further notice, we're closed. And uh, and before that, I noticed that they were had a, a couple of four. For um, saying for when hire, you, yeah, well, for hire signs up, and I go. I don't think they were able to get the the amount of people. And I told this guy that was running the bar now that was he wasn't the owner, but he was one of the, you know, one of the managers or something. And I go, yeah, it's it's it's. Suck. I'm glad you guys are open and you're able to you know, to to serve people and make some money. And I go, but Panera up in Rochester, they closed down. He goes, yeah, yeah. If they pay people more, pay their workers more, they could probably they they would have stayed open. You know, because I said, yeah, they can't get workers. They can't people can't get people to work. Well, they pay them more, and you know, pay pay their CEOs less. They they they'd probably be open to going. I just wanted to fucking grab them by the fucking throat. See, here's the thing. This isn't a perfect analogy, but um, it made me angry, and I didn't want to like piss him off, so he'd spit in my burger. Yeah, but I go, that's not the fucking issue, asshole. Can you can you dunk a basketball? I cannot dunk a basketball. Okay. But if if we walk down to the playground where the basketball is. They should is, lower the hoop. No, no, no. Let's just leave it where it is. But um, if I pay you 50 bucks to dunk a basketball, can you do it? No. No, I'll pay you 100 bucks. I still can't. $200. Can I create give, some sort of like no, mechanism no, to help just, me? No, just just do it. Okay, I look, I'm paying you more. I'll try. Okay? No, I'll pay you $1,000. Fuck you, I can't do it. Exactly. The point is, the reason we're short on people is there aren't enough people. It's not. Yeah, but if you just pay them more, there'd be enough people, Rooster. And if the CEOs didn't get millions of dollars, then they then they then the business would be open. Here's the thing, asshole. Then they wouldn't be. Then there wouldn't be CEOs. This fucking business. If all it took was to pay more, and the CEO took five five million less, they'd be open. I know. That's not the the margins are not big enough to make that happen. You fuck. Well. And most of CEO pay, I don't want to get off into this, but most of CEO pay comes through bonuses of the company doing better. Right. And and most people can't run a fucking business. Right. So these these CEOs of these multi, multi-million dollar franchises are worth it. You are worked up, aren't you? Holy shit, I'm worked up today. That's going to be like the number one thing on the podcast description. Earl was worked up today. That's all the porn you've been watching. <laughs> it's rewiring my brain. <laughs> no, I just... It is such, it's so amazing to me when simple people have simple answers. Yeah, but he runs a business. No, he doesn't. He runs a business, Rooster. He knows what he's talking about. I guarantee you he doesn't run it. I guarantee you he's not handling the payroll and all that stuff. I wanted to say to him, hey, I'll I'll flip some burgers for you for 25 bucks an hour. Yeah. Will you hire me? I'll be reliable. I'll be here every fucking day. Yeah. I'll have a smile on my fucking face. Look, the businesses that are open are paying what they have to pay to get workers there. Yeah. I mean, that's what I said. Doing. I said that the uh, the the margin is not that great, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, you're right." And I go, "You piece of shit." I just wanted to say, "Fuck you." Good thing you got a good burger. Yeah. No, it, it's it's the reason that the reason that um, <coughs> people are being paid more now is businesses are paying what they have to pay to get. But there's only a in. certain point where they can right. actually make that happen before they shut the fucking doors. What most people who don't own businesses don't understand is that the biggest cost you have is payroll. Yep. That's it. Number one. Unless you're like a research and development kind of company. Yep. Some, I mean, Pfizer is probably paying more to develop drugs than they are on payroll. 
but that's really the exception. If, if, you're, if you're a business owner and you're scrambling to make payroll and you have to um, you have to like cut your own pay or you have to go without for a couple of weeks to make payroll, which is what happens with a lot of these small yes. businesses, yep. then you go, well, if I'm doing this, why aren't these big companies doing that? It's go, it goes, you go, because there's a certain point where they go, it's not worth it. And they'll shut the fucking business down. They'll close it down. But it is easier for, instead of a mom and pop business, like a like a McDonald's, which, yes, I understand is still a franchise and can still be a mom-and-pop business. It can be somebody who owns one or two McDonald's. But they've got a lot of financial backing from the money they pay into it to drive to drive advertising and everything. McDonald's, the reason it's been so successful for years is as a huge national company behind it. So it drives your revenues. It drives what you can pay. And so they can pay more. So your average mom and pop place, your little burger place, can't pay the 15 16 sometimes $20 that McDonald's is paying right now. Yeah. And I mean, it, I know we're getting long here, but if you look at what was going up in the Bakken oil fields uh, up in North Dakota when gas, when the price of gas was uh, for crude oil was really high and it was just booming up there three or four years ago, you had McDonald's. Um, restaurants in those places were paying 20, 25 bucks an hour. Yeah. But they were doing that because they, they had making so, so many much. people yeah. coming through. Yep. And that changed people's lives. Those restaurants aren't paying that anymore. So, but, you know, it was just, you will have demand spikes like that in certain times. But I mean, just the idea that you just pay people more, you know, if the business isn't making money hand over fist, if it's getting by on a low margin, which a lot of restaurants yeah, are. And, and all these big businesses and the big franchises that are running them, they they can they can put their efforts elsewhere and make more money. Mm -hmm. And so they'll, they'll shutter the business. And then all these people that want the living wage, you don't need a living wage for every fucking business. There has to be wages out there for teenagers and for people that are doing second jobs or for retirees there has to be that profit or that margin for them too out there it can't all be living wage bullshit look and i've said it before show me somebody who's making minimum wage and i'll either show you somebody who's barely worth that or i can show that person how to get another job yeah if you're making Guaranteed. minimum wage you're either very much starting out and just getting your foot in the door and getting going and learning how to be a, a productive employee or you're a piece of shit that's just coasting to get along and getting mostly, you know, getting your money off of the government mostly. Well, there was, I mean, 30 seconds and I'll be done, but there was uh, a story on 60 minutes years ago talking about this mom, single mom trying to raise two kids and she was working at McDonald's and they were paying her minimum wage and blah, blah, blah. And how is she going to make it? And the thing they slide in right at the end of the story, she's been offered promotions at the business, but she only wants to work Monday through Friday. Yep. That's all she wants yeah. to work. Yeah. You know. She provided for enough to make comfortable. Yeah. We should circle back around to Joe Rogan real quick. Okay. Because we went way off on a tangent here. So there's an article from uh, The Guardian, and the title is, Joe Rogan has COVID, and his treatment will make health art experts feel ill. The media host says he used ivermectin, a medication that the FDA has warned against. Uh, Joe Rogan uh, contracted COVID. He announced on Wednesday. He says he's feeling better, but his health update undoubtedly made health experts instantly sick. You know why? 
Because he did exactly what Trump and everybody else on the right is saying is, is there's all kinds of treatment options available and don't just, just trust the uh, CDC. And he said he had one bad day. So on Instagram, the podcaster who professes not to be an authority on health but has discouraged young people from getting the coronavirus vaccine said he had immediately thrown the kitchen sink at his infection. Among the many medications he used, he said, was ivermectin, a drug used against parasites in humans and livestock. That was like the fourth thing he listed. Yeah, Robin described by the New York Times as one of the most consumed media products on the planet, has legions of devoted followers. Some episodes of the Joe Rogan Experience had boasted tens of millions of downloads downloads and his recommendations for everything from supplements to shaving supplies can be a godsend for companies what an evil uh, evil bastard i know what, what what a capitalist motherfucker what a prick that's why his apparent endorsement of a medicine unproven as effective for treatment of covid19 is conserving by the concerning. way he didn't endorse it yeah he listed everything they used Though ivermectin can be prescribed as to target parasitic infections in humans, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has not approved the drug. Yeah, it hasn't approved a lot of shit that actually helps with COVID uh, treatment. Um, and that's just the way the CDC works, because they're political. Um, in large doses, the FDA warns, it can be dangerous. Yeah, that's why you talk to your fucking doctor about it and you go, oh, what's, a, what's a healthy or what's a safe dosage for me? Because I'd like to take it. Um with with side effects including nausea. You know what else is really bad? Vomiting. You? you know what else is really bad What's for that? you in large Water. doses? And we should talk about this. Water. No. Oh, is that going to screw it up? Yeah, it's uh, dihydrogen monochloride. Which is water. Okay, sorry, I screwed that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. But, okay, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, hypotension, which is low all blood of that, pressure. All of which you can get from too much dihydrogen monochloride. Allergic reaction, including, including itching and hives, dizziness, um, at, ataxia, which is problems with balance, seizures, coma, and even death, which, like you said, water can cause. No, I don't have a problem with water. It's dihydrogen monochloride. But after an Australian study last year found that Ivermectin could kill COVID in a lab. Chatter about the drug has exploded online. Politicians and right-wing talk show hosts have promoted it, the right-wing especially, even as the very researchers behind the study warn against it. In the U.S., prescriptions for the drug have soared from 3,600 weekly before the pandemic to more than 88,000 in a week last month, per CDC data. Well, they're doing the same thing with this that they did with... Uh, uh, what we said that hydroxychloroquine yeah like they're saying oh people took the fish cleaner the yeah. fish tank cleaner because it had hydroxychloroquine in it and guess what no that woman did it to murder her husband right but they've also found out that in certain cases administered at the right time guess what it works yep uh rogan's announcement is not the first widely criticized tango with ivermectin the tw uh, 22nd june episode of pods of his podcast featured an interview with doctor oh but it's the wrong doctor Dr. Pierre Corey, who testified to U.S. Senators in December about ivermectin and called it a miracle drug. But experts, str experts strongly disagree. Their experts strongly disagree, but not this expert, right? I got news for you, people. Joe Rogan doesn't fucking care. Yeah, but experts strongly disagree, forcibly warn against self-treating with the medication. Yeah, I don't think you should self-treat any medication. You should, you should inform your doctors, this is what I've researched, this is what I want. And if they go, well, that's not CDC, per CDC, you go, I don't fucking care. Is it going to kill me? Give it to me. Except for Vicks. Vicks VapoRub. Put Vicks that shit on everything. 
So uh, I here's a quote. I plead with people to stop using ivermectin and get the vaccine because it's the best protection we have at this point. The tox- toxicologist Sean Varney said in New York Times, yeah, that's you. I don't fucking care. You're an expert. You've got all kinds of degrees. You've got all kinds of PhD and shit in your name. But so does this, 10 other people that, that say the opposite of you. Yeah, Fuck but you. But they're the wrong kind. Yeah. They're the crackpot fools. So this is from, obviously, this is from The Guardian, which is leftist, left-leaning, and they're trying to make Rogan to sound like he's just really peddling the misinformation. And you know what? Um, what's the uh, what's the Spotify? Is that what he's on now? Mm-hmm. Spotify. You need to check him. If he's, if he's spouting misinformation that government doesn't sanction, you need to shut him down. Yeah, well, Spotify will say screw you while they're rolling around in their big pile of money. Yeah. So that's the kind of shit, you know, we're running late here and we didn't get the other shit that we want to talk about, but fuck. I know you're all worked up. I, I want to talk about this, these communist teachers that are trying to get people to, the kids, the children to pledge allegiance to the gay flag. And we have to talk about what's going on in Australia. Yeah. And uh, fuck. Australia is completely fuck. fucked up. Fuck. Uh, also, um, the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, warns that the unvaccinated you better not travel this Labor Day weekend. Yeah, you motherfuckers. Yeah, you'll put a bullet in. You're you. the problem. So she just, will kill just you. Too much to talk about in the short period of time. So if if there's anything you guys want us to talk about, uh, I you know you could email us in a rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. But I think what you'd be better served by is by going to our Facebook page. Yeah. So rooster, you want <laughs> bread and circuses podcast. On Facebook. Yes. And if you have anything to say that you want us to talk about or if you, you disagree with us, uh, you know, let us know. It's the best way to get a hold of us. And that's it. See you. Bye.